We're back on Show Me Today. I'm Bill Pollock. All right, let's get rid of all of our preconceived notions of Tiger King and Crazy Carol and uh, focus in on Saddlebrook, Missouri, home of the National Tiger Sanctuary. Animal care manager Blair Rhodes is here with Cameron Connor to talk about how it got started, what it has to offer, and uh, how you can help out. We actually got started um, by our two founders, Keith and Judy. They definitely wanted to make a difference in the world, especially with big cats. Um, you know, back, you know, when they started in the early 2000s and 90s, um, you know, they weren't kept in great condition, you know, a lot of small cages, concrete areas. Um, and so they started out by being, you know, donors and helping out with other facilities. And so one day um, they had five tiger cubs that were sick, kind of fell onto their laps to take care of. And, you know, they uh, raised them uh, and they weren't supposed to, you know, live past a year old and they lived all the way into uh, the first one passed away at age 14. The last one passed away at age 20. So they took really good care of them. And at that time, you know, they decided, Hey, you know, we can do this and, you know, start our own facility. And so from, you know, five tiger cubs that were sick uh, back in the two thousands, um, we've grown and had, you know, over, you know, 80 plus animals now here at the sanctuary. Um, we've had all different kinds of cats, mountain lions, leopards, um, lions, and we've grown so much just from their vision of trying to make a difference in the world, um, especially being a facility where, you know, cats come from a lot of different areas and they're here because they're not able to go back into the wild. Um, if they were to go anywhere else and, you know, when places like circuses shut down, you know, they're going to have to be put down because there's nowhere else for them to go. Um, so our facility kind of runs as a facility where we are able to take care of those guys and let them have a great retirement life and live the rest of their life out in peace. Um, in Missouri, you know, um, that's something, you know, they've traveled a lot and gone to different facilities. And, um, you know, this is kind of where uh, we took our ground. All right, and for anyone that's just now tuning in, this is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor, and we're here with Blair Rhodes. She is the animal care manager for the National Tiger Sanctuary that's right around the Branson area. Please head down that way if you haven't at any point whatsoever. And Blair, I remember you saying that during the great story about the origins of how the sanctuary all got started, that you have around 80 animals or so right now, and they're not all tigers. So can you give me kind of the standpoint of how many tigers do you have? When did... I guess if you know the history of it, when did you start bringing other cats in besides tigers? Have you always done that? What about that information? Yeah, of course. So definitely with our name being National Tiger Sanctuary, you expect all tigers, but we're really a retirement facility for any animal that needs a home. Um, so not only do we have tigers, we have different types of animals that are big cats like leopards, mountain lions. Um, lions and all those kind of animals, um, but we also have animals like livestock. So you come in our front gate and you might see um, some horses and some steer, and you know there's kind of an ongoing joke that those are the animals we feed, but they're really not. Um, those are animals that have a retirement place as well. Um, we also have um, wolves and an Arctic fox, some primates, so really a any animal. A lot of them get caught up in that exotic pet trade or um, just need a home. Um, we're able to provide that, too, you know, if we have the space and, you know, the uh, necessary equipment to be able to give them a great life. Um, and know kind of how we started out, our first non-tiger was back in 2009 where we had a mountain lion. Um, and so that was something that came from private ownership. And, you know, really we rescue animals from no matter how far or how wide, but a lot of them are tend to be kind of local in the Midwest area. Um, and so sometimes they're, you know, I, I believe our mountain lion was 
right across uh, the road where we actually got her. So, um, you know, a lot of different situations where cats come from, um, and that's how we started. And then from there, we just kind of expanded our facility. And then, you know, people reaching out that animals need homes, and if we're able to take them, we will. You mentioned it a little bit, but I'd love for you to peel back the curtain a little bit more, and that's what is the actual process when you find out that an animal that your facilities can manage and take care of them What's that process for how you go out and rescue them? Are they just, do you just funnel and connect and they're shipped to you? Do you actually go out and get these animals? How many animals do you usually bring in a year? What about that? Yeah, so it really just depends. Um, you know, there's been, you know, a few years ago, there was a, uh, you know, a dry period where there was years where we didn't get any cats at all. We didn't get any calls, you know, it wasn't necessary. But really, I would say before, you know, 2012, there wasn't really any state legislation um, for having any, you know, keeping animals like that as pets. Um, so before then, you know, there was starting to become, you know, more animals needing homes. Our founders were actually the ones that pushed that legislation in the state of Missouri um, that we passed an act where you need a permit, at least. Nationwide, there's not really a federal law except the one that was just recently passed. Um, and so with that one, uh, that's something where we're actually seeing a lot more rescues come in now. Uh, because there's that federal law that was passed in 2022 um, that basically you have to, um, they're, they're shutting down those facilities that do cub pettings, um, really, you know, not having, you know, tigers and those big cats as pets. So a lot of people are, you know, losing those types of permits and losing the licenses to keep their animals. So we've actually seen a little bit of a spike here in the past year of animals needing homes. Now, when it comes to being able to get them, um, it really just depends on the situation. Our biggest rescue was in 2017 and that's when we rescued 16 white tigers from a uh, leasing facility um, they did you know circuses and, and breeding so uh, they came in a trailer and they came to us uh, where sometimes we'll actually go out and rescue the animal as well um, and transport it um, but we try to make sure it's in you know the less stressful process um, and then when they come here we uh, get them in a habitat prep for them and then they're ready to go um, some animals um, they take the adjustment really well. I've seen animals go right out and, you know, excited in their habitat. But what a lot of people don't know is, um, it, you know, it's a very scary process for the cat sometimes where, you know, they go into a new place. They need a little bit of time to, you know, get used to their surroundings. And so typically we keep our animals in our retirement center at first to get them adjusted, um, you know, keep them away from, you know, the public, make sure they like their homes. If we have an animal that is not really social and doesn't like interaction, we actually keep them at our retirement center where they don't get any tours or interaction. They kind of have their own peace and quiet. Whereas if we do have a cat that is very interactive and likes that social interaction, we put them on our tour path, which is what the people that come um, and pay tour, tour, tour tickets, um, they're able to see those cats on the tour path. And they really enjoy it, especially um, those animals that come from paths where they are you know, very used to being around people, and that's something that makes them comfortable. They really enjoy that tour path. Blair Rhodes, she is the animal care manager for the National Tiger Sanctuary. And if you've tuned in late to this conversation or you want to go back and share it, like it, subscribe, whatever, just search Show Me Today wherever you get your podcasts. Blair, okay, this is going to be a hard question for you. But mm -hmm. as far as when you look at all of the animals that are currently on your facilities, do you have a favorite? 
Um, so, you know, I love them all. I think I have a lot of, you know, special stories with each and every one of them. I've been here for five years and, um, you know, everyone that's, what's amazing about these animals is that they are so unique. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know is, you know, these big cats, they have feelings and they have very unique personalities, kind of like your own pets at home. Um, but if there was one, um, there's actually, this cat might be known by a few people, um, but her name is Bambi, um, and we rescued her from a uh, magic show that was uh, in Branson a few years ago. Um, and so she used to be a performing cat, um, and she's one that I um, am pretty fond of. We have a pretty good relationship, but also um, she kind of is full circle for me because when I was about I'd say maybe 10 years old, I actually went and visited that um, magic show and saw her in person. Um, and then, you know, you fast forward, you know, 10 years later down the road, you know, I'm here taking care of her um, as an adult. So I think it's pretty crazy that, you know, I've seen her and had that connection with her as a kid. Um, and then you come here and I'm able to, you know, take care of her for the rest of her life. Since this is mainly generated from tourism is how you help fundraise all the facilities to help care for all of these animals. What are the best ways to help donate? Where, where should people look for that information? Can people volunteer? What about that? Yeah, of course. So kind of like you said, our, our biggest um, way that we do get funding is from tourism. Um, so if you go to our website, www.nationaltigersanctuary.org, um, we have a ton of information for you guys on there. So you'll be able to book your tours through there. Um, so we have a lot of different tour options where you can ride on a tram and kind of ride around our facilities to our animals. We also have options where you go with a tour guide and the tour guide will feed snacks to some of the cats and you get a really up close view of them. Um, so it's a really cool thing to see. Um, but also there are other ways to support. Um, so we have where you can be a monthly donor and that's also available on our website. Um, so even if it's $1 uh, a month, uh, if, you know, thousands of people do that, you know, that ends up being, you know, a lot of revenue, even just for $1. So um, $1 can make a huge difference that you might not think it is. So you can be a monthly donor, you can make one single donation, um, and you can also check out our Amazon wish list. Um, and so we have things that we use daily on the property as well as things we would love to use to upgrade and improve. That's one thing about our facility is, you know, um, we always are trying to find ways that we can improve and upgrade for our animals. Um, and so that's a great thing to check out. Um, we also do accept volunteers. So that's something if you're interested in working around the animals, we don't have any volunteers work directly with the cats, but, um, you know, being able to work around and, um, you know, take care of our livestock or just kind of help out. Anything here um, directly will end up helping our animals. So that's something you can check out. And it's all on our website if anyone's interested. Um, and there are applications on there as well, um, if that is something of interest of the folks out there. Animal Care Manager for the National Tiger Sanctuary, Blair Rhodes. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.